Hello and welcome to Parenting Our Children and Reparenting Ourselves. I'm your host, Brittany Taylor, and it is a joy to be here with you. I'm a coach specializing in relationships, our relationship with ourselves, our partners, our children, and beyond. I coach beings who are ready to step into the more full version of themselves they have been calling forth. I support pregnant beings and families, partnerships, and individuals. Reach out to me for an initial session or to see if we are a good fit for my dedicated 12-week coaching program. This podcast is alive thanks to the incredible journey I have experienced parenting my now three-year-old child while simultaneously immersed in the deep work of healing and developing within my own internal system. It is my belief that our children offer us the portal to the growth we have been asking for on an individual and collective level. The intention of this podcast is to offer insight into topics and themes that can help us evolve in harmony alongside our children with unconditional love and support for us all. In season two of this podcast, we are diving into topics related to attachment parenting, holistic heart-led parenting, unconditional love, reparenting ourselves, healing trauma bonds, and aiming to support ourselves re-emerging as full integrated beings while supporting our children in maintaining the same integrity within themselves and connection to their own system and intuitive knowing. Season one of this podcast took you along my journey of an autonomous, non-medical pregnancy and free birth with a glimpse into our postpartum life. For more information about me, the work I do in the world, and how we can work together directly, visit my website at brittanytaylor.co. Hi, beautiful beings. This is Brittany. I'm so happy to be here with you. And today I'm going to be talking about my journey with breastfeeding. And probably there'll be some information there about co-sleeping. And I'm basically going to bring together answers to all the questions that I've ever received, (laughs) or at least hopefully most of them about breastfeeding and my experience with breastfeeding Ilya, who's now three and a half, and how that impacts us during the day and at night, and my philosophy around breastfeeding and why I choose what I choose and why Ilya and I choose what we choose together and my instincts around what's going on for Ilya. And I want to start just by sharing a little bit about breastfeeding, like at large, because (laughs) Interestingly enough, so here's a little thing about me, is that I've done a lot of content creation over the last decade of my life. First, it was about minimalism, living in an RV, living out of a backpack, and then it was about polyamory and alternative relationship styles, and it was about um, kind of any weird thing, not shaving my body hair and having a free birth and sharing about my pregnancy journey. And all these different pieces. And one thing I haven't really done a ton of is look and see what else is out there in terms of like what other people have written or, you know, what the quote experts say, etc. And I would say over as time has gone on, I've done that more just out of curiosity. Definitely when I was pregnant, I was doing a lot more research. But overall, I'm not like I'm not the person to go to around like breastfeeding terminology, for example, because my journey is more intuitive and that is more what I promote in the world 
is tuning into ourselves, you tuning into yourself and following your intuitive knowing. And of course, supplementing with inspired research when it makes sense for you or asking people or turning to other experts. I definitely have found a lot of value in teachers throughout my life and definitely over this last decade. There's so many teachers I look to, spiritual teachers, who's helped me find more of my own truth. And and also there's no mistake there. That's really what teachers help us do or guides help us do or information helps us do. It helps us map back to ourselves and see how does this land for me right now? What parts of this resonate? What parts of this don't? How is this helping me develop more of the beliefs I need and want right now? Because you can find research that supports any view. And I've had enough life experience to have lived many experiences where I have one really strong belief and then over time develop what could be considered the opposite really strong belief. So I don't believe that there's like a right or a wrong. Um, I'm really just going on what feels really aligned for me and offering this as a space for you to tune into what feels really aligned for you as you listen to this. That being said, I do feel like I have some really cool stuff to share and really cool experiences and really cool intuitive knowing and connection, I think, with deep truth and love and what is nourishing for our us, for our children, for our bodies. So when I was wanting to do this podcast, I was like, okay, what do I want to call it? You know, is it long-term breastfeeding? Is it natural-term breastfeeding? Is it because it's kind of not what I would think necessarily. So I want it or like child led weaning. And they're all kind of like, hmm, is this really what I want to talk about? Is this really like what I'm trying to talk about? The term that's out there in the world. So to give us some context, I'm going to read a couple things. So in Western countries, extended breastfeeding usually means breastfeeding after the age of 12 to 24 months. So just like one to two years, that's a Western term of extended breastfeeding. Another way it's known is also described as full-term breastfeeding. And that used to just be the cultural norm. And here's a cool resource. According to anthropologist Kathy Detwiller, maybe you know of her and I'm butchering her name. Sorry about that. But I really love this resource. In societies where children are allowed to nurse as long as they want. Self-weaning usually happens between three and four years of age. Her research on breastfeeding duration in non-human primates based on a number of variables such as length of gestation, weight gain, age at sexual maturity, and dental eruption places the natural duration of breastfeeding in modern humans between 2.5 and 7 years. That's pretty typical. Another resource, children allowed to continue breastfeeding will typically self-wean between the ages of two and seven, natural term. A breastfed child eats normal, solid food alongside breast milk, and they do not require any other mammalian milk. So these are just different resources, basically. You'll see a lot of two to seven, um, but then in Western cultures, I think it's seen more as like one or two years And then some resources will say, like, it's when the milk teeth fall out. It's like when children start to get their adult teeth. And I imagine it just really depends on so many different factors. 
one of the questions I got is what are my philosophies about breastfeeding and my breastfeeding relationship with Ilya and I was like oh wow if I were to put my philosophy into words what would I say so I'll take a stab at it I feel really internally guided intuitively guided maybe it's my biology maybe it's my spirit maybe it's my heart I'm sure it's a combination of all the things and that is an extension like from me to Ilya I sense that Ilya is also really intuitively guided And together, we create this beautiful alchemy. And we decide things, sometimes verbally, sometimes energetically, just based on what feels really good for both of us. So, so far throughout Ilya's three and a half years with me on this life, as Ilya's mama, we've just breastfed basically whenever Ilya wants to. And whenever I want to, too. I always check in with myself and I just think there are probably only a handful of occasions where I've said like no and usually what that is is just like oh Ilya I'd really like to finish eating and then can we do boob after that for example but for me it's just felt like a yes and that's that's my truth and I have friends who are incredible mamas who I really love and admire who have chosen to stop breastfeeding um initiated by them not initiated by their child some of those cases have been because they're not feeling like they're sleeping well at night some of them have chosen to night wean some of it has been because they have another child that is growing inside of them and their nipples are really sensitive or hurting or they're just really tired or it's just not feeling right and sometimes it's been just because they feel done yeah there's a number of reasons they've chosen that and then I also have friends whose children have chosen to stop stop breastfeeding on their own I actually I'll share about this first I've talked to Connor's mom a lot about this because she is um, Connor Zilly's papa my partner and she chose to wean her children like to let them naturally wean as well and it sounds like around three and a half years is all when they naturally weaned um my partner Bridget her mom I think chose to wean her and my mom chose to wean me as well so I love like I love talking to the the older generation the ancestors the wise elders in my family and I was the longest breastfed baby in my family and that was until two years and my mom asked me coming up on my second birthday if I would stop breastfeeding and she said that I said yes and that it was really hard for me like she could see by the look on my face but I really wanted to like quote do a good job and just say okay yeah because she felt done I was the youngest of her three children and I think she was just done and I don't remember that specifically but I it does sound like me to be like okay mom I'll do this for you okay family members I'll like I'll kind of adapt and maybe push my needs aside to care for you and I think that's an important piece of this story to tell because I imagine that well that's something that I've just been understanding about myself more in ways that a I really love caring for others and b the shadow side of that has been in my family at times just being an empath and being so aware of other people's 
vibrations and states of being and what they might need and really wanting to cater to them and meet their needs often at the expense of my needs especially like in early life I've worked on that so much but I have an acute awareness to it and I chose to become a mama really intentionally like right down to the cycle that I was ready to get pregnant with a lot of time and energy put into the planning of it and part of that planning for me was knowing okay the way I want to do it is to be all in with this being with Ilya I want to I want to set up my life so that uh like business comes second um other relationships come second to my relationship with Ilya and I have the time and energy to nurture Ilya and I don't need to for example get up and like go leave for work at a certain time or get somebody like put Ilya in daycare or like I set up my life that way really intentionally because I want to have a certain experience of being Ilya's mama and to give this child the care that feels like what I want what I want to give my child and that just feels like what's right for me and I I really do genuinely trust that whatever like that that's different for everyone and that's different for yeah like that's that's only something we can know for ourselves and that I think we can be in dialogue or in energetic exchange about with our child or children so for me since Ilya's birth if you're new to this podcast, you can tune in to an earlier episode and listen to Ilya's birth story. I free birthed at home. It was really beautiful. I loved our birth. And since then, you know, it's just Ilya latched onto my boob. And it was, it's been just normal. Just us, normal, us life ever since. And um, I love it. I really do love it. It can be tiring more so I notice it on days when I think Ilya is maybe moving through something whether that be emotionally spiritually or physically like Ilya's body is maybe a little sick or something those are the days where what it will come up for me as is like oh and as Ilya's a little older this I don't notice this as much but it can still come up from time to time but it'll feel like oh my body feels a little tired and I must have I think I've been holding Ilya in nursing positions more than normal today or like oh Ilya is um or my my breasts are like a little my nipples are like a little sore my breasts just feel like a little like overstimulated they've had a lot of attention today (laughs) same thing at night if Ilya is nursing a lot throughout the night it feels like okay Ilya is having trouble sleeping or maybe there's like an energy moving right now through that's yeah that's just kind of impacting Ilya's sleep or my sleep and etc so But overall, it feels really good for me. And I would say people have asked, like, how often do you breastfeed throughout the day? And so let's see. We definitely breastfeed in the morning. As Ilya wakes up, we kind of, like, we co-sleep. So we sleep in the same bed. Cuddle. Lots of cuddles. (laughs) And also just, like, sleep side by side. And um, when we wake up in the morning, Ilya likes to do boob. That's what Ilya calls it. I want to do boob (laughs) or I want to have milk but pretty much I want to do boob Ilya will do boob and we'll kind of like be in and out of sleep and that might last for like an hour we might fall back asleep wake up but say we wake up at like five and nurse in bed until 5 30 that's pretty common for us and then we'll get up 
go about our morning together, have our morning routines. And then, like, we have a family rotation where both Bridget and Connor have Ilya at different times in the day and I have Ilya at a different time in the day. So every time I say goodbye to Ilya and reunite with Ilya, we do boob. And that is somewhere between, like, two and a half hours that we're apart up to five hours that we're apart. And that five-hour chunk is new, and it's been going so well. And that's been really cool to feel like Ilya thriving with someone else for five hours. So we do boob, you know, on a couple occasions, three, let's see, I don't know, three to five times throughout the day, like when we say goodbye and, and link back up. And then also if Ilya and I are hanging out by ourselves and Ilya has a, an experience like an emotional experience, we might do boob. Or just like if it's feeling like that or if Ilya's tired, we might do boob. But overall, like I would say at a younger age, Ilya would just like want to nurse throughout our time together. And that's just not coming up as much in the last, I'd say, three to six months. And then I nurse Ilya to sleep. So we do our bedtime rituals. I did a podcast about our bedtime rituals. And then, yeah, like 6.15, 6.30, we read a bedtime story and Ilya nurses and falls asleep and then I unlatch Ilya which is pretty simple at this point when I was when Ilya was younger unlatching Ilya was not necessarily simple and I didn't tend to do it I just waited until Ilya unlatched but I think we're at a space where that's like an agreement and an understanding between us that feels good for both of us and it doesn't wake up Ilya and then Ilya will tend to sleep for three hours to like so that's six. I tend to go to bed at nine and sometimes I fall asleep before Ilya wakes up to nurse again. Sometimes Ilya will nurse like when I come to bed and then fall back asleep and like unlatch and fall back asleep. Um, and sometimes like the other night, I think it was like midnight before Ilya woke up again. Especially when Ilya was younger and nursing throughout the night, like who knows, like some nights, maybe all night, you know, like infant time. I really couldn't tell you how many times we nurse throughout the night. But now at this point, I would say it's probably somewhere between like two to three times. Um, Again, with like on other nights that maybe Ilya's needing more connection, it being a lot more. And there have probably been a night or two where like we only nurse once in the middle of the night. But I don't know completely because I'm half asleep and we just like, you know, we're nursing laying down. Ilya just finds my boob mostly. So yeah, that's that's a bit of like what our breastfeeding relationship looks like. <laughs> and I have really always felt like Ilya will naturally wean when Ilya is ready. And that proposed a bit of a challenge, I would say, a couple months ago. I was starting to feel like, man, I'm I'm surprised that we still nurse as much at night as we do. And the quality of my sleep is feeling like I, I was somebody who prided myself on not having like not needing to have a ton of sleep, just have a lot of energy and excitement for life. (laughs) But as it turns out, and maybe it's just like, okay, it's three and a half years postpartum now and it hit me. I don't know what it is. But yeah, a couple months ago, I started to feel like I'm tired. And if I don't get like eight hours of sleep, I feel tired. And on the nights that Ilya is nursing a lot and our quality of sleep's not as good as I feel really tired. So I started to talk to Ilya about it. Like, hey, what do you think about not doing boob at night? Like, what do you think about just 
doing boob when we go to bed and then when we wake up in the morning and Ilya seemed like open to it and on board and also you know like when you're actually in it in the middle of the night not always into it so I tried I played around with that for a little while like when Ilya would wake up I suggested other things and what came out of it was just more tools which has felt really cool I've always had the tool of massaging Ilya at night and massaging Ilya back to sleep if Ilya's having trouble sleeping but um yeah, another tool that I just shared was like, I remember it came about maybe six months ago and I was just like really tired one night and Ilya had been nursing so much and I couldn't fall asleep. Mostly when Ilya is nursing and it's the middle of the night, I can fall asleep, but I couldn't for whatever reason. And I was just like, Ilya, I, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I really want to lay, I want to like turn over and lay on my belly. Do you want to lay on our bellies next to each other? And and Ilya did and so we laid on our bellies next to each other and that was really sweet and just like had our arms touching and so we have that tool and like also sometimes Ilya will say like I want to cuddle and Ilya will put um an arm around me it's so sweet or like I'll hold Ilya and spoon Ilya so we have a lot of cool like other new things that we can do so it's not just like every time Ilya wakes up then we do boob and also Ilya is pretty good at getting back to sleep without help as well so I do think that Ilya will naturally wean when Ilya's ready and I also you know just open to that I'm open to the evolution of that and I really did feel open to like man I might just feel like I really do need to stop and so far I've just noticed that always feels like a dialogue to me there's no part of me that really wants to set down like a hard boundary and say like Ilya I'm done but I think that's because I don't feel done. I really feel open to it and open to co-creating. And I feel like as long as I can meet Ilya's needs in a way that feels healthful for me or healthful enough for me, because of course, like I am, I am a little tired in general as a mom with a three and a half year old who's like also a business owner and also a partner and also like doing all the things I'm doing. Um, but overall, like, I feel like I'm healthy and I'm thriving and, and I feel like I can really meet Ilya's needs and it, it feels right for me. It brings me joy. It's what I want. So my instinct is that Ilya will wean when Ilya's ready and, you know, whether that be at night and during the day and I don't know how much time we have and it might be we have a week more. It might be that we have three or four more years I really don't know and I do know that it's like it's for a period of Ilya's life and I'm really grateful for it and I feel grateful to have that perspective and I think part of that is that I'm not with Ilya all day long when I was with Ilya like for the first couple years of Ilya's life I really was I'm I definitely am still the primary caregiver I would say as Ilya's like breastfeeding mama but I'm not like now I feel like Ilya can totally spend an extended period of time like up to five hours with Bridget or Connor and and really be in flow and there are also like a handful of other people who are really close to us in our life that Ilya is enjoying spending time with like never never without one of us there yet but I I feel like that's that's probably going to naturally flow at some point too so yeah again just sort of following our natural flow how has milk production changed over the course of my breastfeeding journey and people have asked like do I still produce milk yeah I honestly don't know because I've never pumped I don't know how much milk Ilya drinks because it's all going from inside of my boob to inside of Ilya's mouth and I really don't know um but my instinct given how much 
like how much milk I sense Ilya is drinking and like I can feel I don't know if you've experienced this as as a breastfeeding caregiver mama or otherwise that um you can feel like when your child is like drawing the milk out of you versus like when maybe they're just like like suckling without actually sucking anything out so it feels like Ilya is pretty much always drinking my milk and given how like now actually I would say in the last I don't know it keeps like adding but Ilya is eating a lot of solid food at this point but it wasn't always the case like maybe up until I don't even know when two years two and a half years I feel like Ilya's Ilya's uh, diet has been predominantly breast milk now I would say hmm maybe it's Maybe it's 50-50, maybe even a little more calorie-wise at least from food, but I don't know. But yeah, Ilya definitely drinks a lot of milk. I definitely still have milk. Um, Yeah, again, how much of Ilya's actual nutrition comes from milk at three years old, or is it mainly comfort? I can't know, but my sense is like a lot of Ilya's actual nutrition. So the fascinating thing to me is like the biggest thing that's changed is the size of my boobs. They were giant after I had Ilya. When my milk came in and like, in like, you know, for a while after, they were just giant. And now I feel like they're back to the same size as they were before I got pregnant. Although, you know, a different shape for sure. For sure I've got mom boobs now, which I actually feel really proud of. (laughs) Mm. Um, okay, questions. Can you, more questions. Can you stop breastfeeding for a week and then continue? How long is the longest you've gone without breastfeeding? Ilya, do you ever pump? I've never pumped. The longest I've gone is five hours. So I don't know if I could stop breastfeeding for a week and then continue. I do have friends who've been away from their child for a weekend and come back and still breastfed. So I don't know, um, how quickly it, I think how quickly your milk dries up depends, but yeah, you could look that up and get some general answers, but I think it's really going to depend. Do you spend time away from Ilya? Is it physically uncomfortable to do so? Um, yeah, in the beginning, when my boobs were really full, it was physically uncomfortable even to be away from Ilya for like an hour, but it's not anymore. Um, I don't even notice it really like at the end of five hours. I notice like my heart and my desire and like my arms and my being wants to be around Ilya at the end of five hours, but I don't really feel the ache in my boobs. Do you think it will be hard to ask Ilya to stop when you're pregnant or nursing your next child? I actually don't anticipate that this situation is going to come up for me and I could be wrong and I could re-answer that then. Um, I really want to be on the same page as Ilya when I choose to have another child and like in general, like that it feels really good for Ilya that we've talked about it, that it's something Ilya wants to do because Ilya is going to be participating in that a lot as like, yeah, as this family member. And I want to feel like I'm in a certain place with life and all the things that that brings along with it. Um, so I'm not in a rush. I Parts of me sometimes are like, okay, I'm ready. I want a child now or in the next couple of years. And that does sound nice, like maybe in two years, but I really don't know. And my sense is it's all going to align. It's all going to align really well. Like when Ilya's ready and I'm ready and it, yeah, I think it's going to be great. 
do you think you can teach a toddler breastfeeding if they haven't before? Ooh, that's a fascinating question. Maybe, probably. Yeah, I'd be fascinated to learn more about that. Has it lowered my libido? No. And I wonder if I'm just in the minority because I know a lot of mamas who don't feel very, yes, sexual in general with their partners, etc. After having a child and that can last for some time for them, you know, maybe a year, maybe more, maybe less. And that's just hasn't been the case for me. I do think that I'm a really sexual being, like really in touch with my sexual nature this life. It's just a part of my makeup. So I haven't ever felt my libido lowered because of breastfeeding. Do you ever feel touched out or aversion and how do you manage it? Yeah, kind of like those situations I shared with you when it's felt like, oh my gosh, it's been a long time and I'm just like needing a little break, etc. And I just talked to Ilya about it. And sometimes it's even just like a little break that's helpful. It used to be like if I was trying to help Ilya sleep and it was taking longer than I expected, I could, after a certain amount of time, I could just feel like touched out. And then I'd just be like, hey, Ilya, like I'm, my, my boobs are feeling pretty sensitive right now. Like, can we do something else? And I'd even be open to like getting up and like actually doing something else together and then coming back and laying down. But basically just noticing when something shifted inside of me because I never want to be I love calling it doing boob. I never want to be nursing when I don't want to be because it's such a love exchange. I really want to be a yes to offering my milk to Ilya and a yes to Ilya um, drinking my milk, like a yes on both of our ends. Do you and Ilya have boundaries around breastfeeding? If so, what do they look like? I don't know. None come to mind at the moment. Now that Ilya is older and it's not so easy to like hold Ilya as I walk and breastfeed. That used to be like a common thing we'd do, whether I was just holding Ilya or we were in the front pack. We don't use the pack anymore um, because Ilya is quite big. But yeah, I I have asked Ilya. Like there have been a couple of occasions. In general, Ilya doesn't try to nurse when we're walking and I'm holding Ilya anymore. But there'll be a couple of occasions where Ilya's like tired or just feeling just more... Chiniada is the word in in Spanish, you know, like just kind of like needy and like sweet and um, there'll be some times where Illy will like ask for that and I'll just say, hey, can we do boob when we get to the car or when we get to the blanket or wherever we are because um, because it's just harder for me to to do that and walk with you now that you are bigger and yeah, so far that's been no problem to navigate. Um, another boundary. Yeah, also now that, like, Ilya's older, I like more communication around it. I like to be asked. We don't always ask, but I like to have some sort of an acknowledgement around, like, if we're going to nurse, that it's not just, like, Ilya comes over and pulls down my shirt, which I think was, like, really okay for me for a while. It was almost, like, easier. Like, okay, whatever you want. Like, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) But now that Ilya's older, it feels good, um, because we can talk about it. And, Something that we've talked about lately, this is just like in the last week, is like I really want it to be a fun, positive experience for us. And I know sometimes Ilya is going to be having a hard time or like whining and that's why um, Ilya needs boob. But outside of that, I really want it to be positive. So I've really like just sort of modeled the way I would love to talk about it. So it's like, hey, mama, do you want to do boob? As opposed to like, "Mm, mommy, like, (coughs) sorry. I just like choked on my spit in this weird way. (laughs) Mm. 
<coughs> instead of like kind of coming over like <laughs> I want to do booby like um almost like not to disregard how Ilya could be feeling but if that's coming up a lot I feel like it's more just a pattern of how we're engaging that we can be empowered in changing together so that's been fun do you still eat lots like when you first started breastfeeding um no and I don't know that I did eat a lot in the beginning I haven't honestly noted a t- noticed a ton in how much I eat just throughout postpartum at all or pregnancy really um I want to go back to the boundaries I just thought of something else oh yeah well in Austin Texas where we live it's legal to be topless which just feels really freeing in a way I also feel like I've definitely nursed out in public in plenty of places without thinking about it like outside of Austin but it does feel really good that I just feel like we can just kind of breastfeed anywhere and it's actually literally legal like I I don't even know the specifics around breastfeeding laws but like my boobs could be out anyway so that feels really nice and throughout our breastfeeding journey I've been so yeah like I'll breastfeed at the supermarket I'll breastfeed kind of wherever and I think I at this point like like Ilya is older and I definitely feel like more aware of social cues etc but um, it's our needs first and I also really care about the needs and the environment in an establishment but I, I feel like we navigate it really well and again I think part of that is living in Austin Texas and just like where we choose to go this year we were in a couple different places we were in Asheville North Carolina and we were in Nederland Colorado outside of Boulder and they're just such like crunchy mama places so I feel really understood and accepted by the culture and even sometimes people will come up to me and be like that's awesome (laughs) notice any challenges with breastfeeding and cycle tracking great question so I chart my cycle maybe you have heard Bridget and I actually have a program um it's called moon cycle magic but it's all about your cycle and and part of it is dedicated to how to chart your cycle in addition to just how to sync up with your cycle so I can in Include that below in the show notes as a link. So I do think, I I love tracking my cycle. So one of the signs that you can track is your temperature, your waking temperature. And I do think that up until recently, part of the reason my waking temperature has been a little harder to track is breastfeeding. But lately, like my last, I'd say three cycles, I have a definite more obvious change in my temperature my like pre-ovulation post-ovulation temperature and I think part of that was totally breastfeeding there was there was definitely a change but it was less obvious it's feeling more obvious now so that would make sense to me I know that you know the hormones are definitely different when you're breastfeeding do you deal with any judgments or dirty looks for instance when feeding in public I don't I don't it's also not on my radar, I feel like. But, and again, like where we live, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to scroll through these. I think I literally... Oh, here's one. Do you think breastfeeding makes the baby more attached to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, feels like it's kind of dipping into a bigger topic around attachment in general. But I would say... What feels alive for me to share is that I think Ilya and I have a super strong connection. And I do think that a big part of that is our our breastfeeding relationship. feels like such an extension of us. And it's so fun and playful. Like, I just love our breastfeeding relationship because it's so many things. You know, it's 
it comes in out of play it comes in out of comfort it comes in in times where like Ilya's going through a big emotional experience it comes in when Ilya is just like you know on a daily normal experience so yeah it's it's kind of like if you think about the foods for example that or like the scents or the the feelings the touch the sensual feelings that we become accustomed to while having experiences throughout our life they become really important to us and imprinted in this way I think that's why like food has such an emotional response for so many people because you know when they were young and it was their birthday and their mom made their favorite whatever and then like that really links in emotionally and I think breastfeeding is quite similar for us among other things like it's literally nourishing Ilya oh and there are oh my gosh there are so many cool breastfeeding stats I saw while while doing a little bit of research for this podcast and it's just amazing I mean I'm sure if you're into this stuff you probably know even more than I do but what breast milk can offer a child and the part that was kind of new information for me I've heard it before but it was cool to read some actual things is that like as the child gets older the milk adapts based on what they need (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's really it's really mind-blowing and amazing um I said I was probably going to talk a little bit about co-sleeping, but I don't think I'm going to actually. That sounds like it would be good to be its own podcast. But if you do have questions about co-sleeping, feel free to email me. My email's below. I really do take all your questions into consideration and try to hit on them all while doing the podcast. Um, yeah, I think I think I did it. I wonder if there'll be anything I feel like I left out. This feels pretty great for me right now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you have been listening to my podcast and appreciate it, I would love for you to rate it, give it a rating. Um, And if you've been listening to my podcast and have any feedback in general that you feel like um, wouldn't cause you to rate my podcast well, I would love to hear about it because I feel really excited about bringing you podcasts that you love that that are easy for you to hear for example the sound quality is good the etc etc so I love being here I love this podcast I love the people that it attracts I love being in this community together and I'm so grateful yeah I'm so grateful and grateful for your support please feel free to yeah rate it share this around if it's helpful and check out the links below for different ways you could get involved with me or get resources Sending you all tons of love.